Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Joining us for episode number 39 of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, brought to you by PJS and Co CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and in our fourth and final episode here, focused on the legal industry, we have brought in a legal marketing and branding expert to chat about the best way to optimize your LinkedIn profile. So, no matter your specialty, LinkedIn has grown significantly in use when it comes to improving lead generation and building relationships for referrals. So we're excited to chat about that today. Now we're in my wheelhouse. We're talking marketing, so I'm stoked. (laughs) So if you listen to episode number 36 through 38, you will hear from Katina Peters. She is our partner and business growth and profitability advisor who specializes in legal. She's joining us today. Hi, Katina. Hi, Megan. Great to be here again, uh, focusing on the legal side of things, right? Uh, um, it's, I'm really excited for this episode, um, and I'm looking forward to, to learning about a lot about this LinkedIn profile stuff myself. Yeah, your favorite topic, right? Marketing? <laughs> <laughs> Megan makes me do it. No, yeah. it's, it's fine. The good growth thing for me yeah. as a CPA and accountant. <laughs> And we are also joined by the founder of Hess Connect, host of the Social Lawyer Show, and host of the LinkedIn Live Lawyers That Lunch and Launch. She is passionate about discovering, crafting, and sharing true stories for meaningful business results. Welcome to the show for the first time ever, Vivica Hess. Glad to be here. Yes, thank you for agreeing to to come on and to teach us and our lawyer listeners about how they can leverage LinkedIn for growth. So tell us a little bit about your background before we dive into the topic here um, and what kind of led you to specializing in LinkedIn for attorneys. Yeah, um, so I actually sort of jokingly refer to myself as a recovering lawyer. (laughs) So um, here in San Diego, I went to work after law school uh, for an estate planning transactional law firm and um, the last few years I was there, I was asked to take on some of the marketing aspects. Um, actually, it was my own fault because I had suggested since uh, it was 2008, 2009, when we started seeing an economic dip. And uh, I said, listen, we have no marketing materials. We have no website, no, certainly no social media. How about we get that going now because times are getting kind of tough. And one of the partners said, great idea, take it away. Uh (laughs) oh! So I kind of brought it on myself and I I hadn't really thought about taking on that aspect of of the law firm operations, but Mm -hmm. um, I gave it some thought and and, uh, sort of scaled back on the client interactions and I took it on, absolutely fell in love um, with something that had nothing to do with the practice of law, but rather with the psychology of how you speak to, how do you resonate, how do you engage somebody. Uh, online when you haven't even had a chance for that face-to-face meeting. That was really intriguing to me and um, things went pretty well and uh, the firm 
eventually the founding partner was retiring. And so I thought it was a good juncture for me to kind of step back and reevaluate what I wanted to do uh, career-wise. So I did. I took a few months, luxurious months off, and thought about it and uh, decided I was going to start up a, a marketing agency. I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely <laughs> none. <laughs> but, but I was going to do it somehow. So it was a pretty steep uh, learning curve for me and um, kind of dipping into various areas. And in, in the beginning, uh, truth be told, I was sort of marketing all over the place to whomever and, and all these different channels and, and online programs and apps. And so there was a lot of experimentation there. But um, in the end, I sort of came around after the first, I'd say, two years and realizing you know, I've, I've been a lawyer. I know what the sensitivities are. I know what the advertising rules are. Um, I know what they can and cannot say and do online. So it made perfect sense to eventually pivot back around to serving attorneys and law firms. And I think that when I speak to attorneys about especially online marketing and business development, there's always a little bit of hesitation and suspicion and, and you know, um, especially with slightly older generations of attorneys and partners. And so it helps to have a legal background. They feel a little bit safer about the fact that I am familiar with the professional rules of conduct or, or professional responsibility and advertising rules. And so that's sort of a foot in the door. It's a nice way to start a relationship and then, um, you know, to list them very carefully, but also to make sure they realize that um, they need to first and foremost show that they are human beings, that they have personalities. Mm -hmm. Because there is sort of a, uh, there, there is a sort of perception of attorneys and law firms, and it's, and I understand it very well. So it's, so that's what, when you, you know, you read the um, sharing stories, true stories, that's a big part of how I offer my services. So there you go. It's I love a little that. bit more about that. Yeah, I love that. Those, the storytelling, I mean, that, that's yeah. huge in the marketing world. And I think we're seeing a big trend toward that, even in professional industries that, like legal, like CPAs, like business advisors, right. you know, those high trust, but we're also people, you know, people need to see, right. you know, we're not scary. We're not, <laughs> you know, you can talk to us, we're approachable, um, you know, so it's nice to see other marketers out there doing, doing the same, same thing. So yeah, and it's definitely great to have somebody who's coming from a background um, in your industry who's also doing marketing because I think sometimes that's in a professional industry is, is a little hard, you know, if you're working with a third party market firm or someone that just, um, you know, unless they really know your industry well, that can be a little challenging to translate. So I think that's a great niche uh, area for you to be working in. Yeah, and, and many, many attorneys and firms, they sort of um, I, I wouldn't, you know, every firm typically has, even the, the company itself, the practice itself, uh, each have their own stories, their own background, their ups and downs and their journey, right? So everyone has a different flavor, but there are definitely um, certain setbacks and, and certain issues that, that a lot of law firms and attorneys go through when it comes to relying on uh, developing business online. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that takes us into how did you start honing in on LinkedIn? You know, what, what drove you to start specializing in that area? Well, um, and that was another thing where I, I sort of had a chance to experiment with so many different platforms. And for a while I was, I was really full throttle with Facebook and Facebook ad campaigns and, and got pretty good at that. And then, you know, Facebook and its algorithm and its 
unpredictability and the cost of running an ad campaign gets um, pretty hefty. And I was just sort of tired of trying to play that game and maneuver along with the algorithm. And I found that when I started looking more and more at LinkedIn, I found that that's, that's obviously the, the platform where 99.9% .9 of attorneys and professionals generally have a profile. And so that's where I started connecting with a lot of attorneys. And I started seeing some of the same issues and problems that they were facing uh, as, as they were on LinkedIn. Um, LinkedIn to me is probably the most straightforward way. I mean, people know it as a professional channel, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, you know, it's not where you're showing pictures of what you had for dinner last night or um, that pretty umbrella drink or, right. <laughs> you know, it really is professional. And so it made sense for me to be there since I was trying to connect more and more with attorneys um, as I started doing so. And it's just more straightforward. You're not playing games with the algorithm as much. I think that LinkedIn more than any channel now is focusing on high quality content and engagement. And um, I personally have not, I mean, I talked to AJ Wilcox who does LinkedIn campaigns, ad campaigns, and I think you really have to know what you're doing there. It's, um, you have to go pretty deep. And the ad cost, I mean, he has himself said, you know, if you can spend anywhere from five to 10,000 a month, um, you can get certainly get good traction. That puts you in a very, at a very different level. So that's, you know, that's the, the academia, it's Nike, it's, you know, it's the pretty big players. So right. um, it can be a good, good way to go, but that's not what I do. I really focus on the engagement and positioning on LinkedIn. I think it's one of the most straightforward professional platforms that we have right now. And, um, you know, I think since Microsoft bought out LinkedIn a few years ago, I think they've done, we were all sort of hesitant to what changes we're going to see. And there were a few, and I was sort of giving a heads up to my clients. But I think Microsoft has done a really good job of transitioning and offering more and more um, points of entry and, and really gauging the quality mm -hmm. of uh, the threads and the conversations and rewarding people that aren't there just to, to play a game or going out massively, but rather looking to high quality content. And so that, that feels good to me. I know I can get my clients, um, you know, assuming that they want to take that journey, they want to provide, you know, some good, good content and good value for their clients. So right. That's kind of why I, I moved more and more. Now it's, I'm almost a hundred percent on, on LinkedIn and I've seen people use it as essentially, I mean, it's interesting, some smaller law firms haven't even had time to either update or create a, a website. And sometimes they, you know, I tell them, you literally, if you have a company page and your own profiles, if it's a smaller firm, you can literally use that instead of a website. And oh, the wow. reason I say that is because if you optimize your profiles and your company page, with the right terms and in, a, in a sort of a, a, you know, a good high quality way, um, instead of just, you know, bulleted resume type of thing, but you actually, you know, speak like a human being. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> what a concept. <laughs> if you do that, I mean, anybody doing a Google search, which is one of the main reasons you have a website to get found in that search, right. In a very competitive arena. Um, all, everything you do on LinkedIn that gets found and it gets picked up by all of Google's tentacles. Mm -hmm. So that's one very practical, good reason to have a really well-positioned, optimized LinkedIn profile and company page. And you can actually 
have that instead of a website. I say that wow. kind of quietly because a lot of law firms have websites and they put a lot of money and effort into it. Yeah. But, but truth be told, if you have a website that's done all okay and you have a really awesome LinkedIn profile and company page and you do a Google search, a lot of times that LinkedIn profile will pop up higher up on the SEO wow. ranking than a website. So that's something to keep in mind. Wow. And people, people are doing searches and um, I'm not passionate about this at all. Can you tell? No. <laughs> but, uh, it's like when I get started on something, Katina knows. Sorry, I have to slow you can be down. on the phone for a while. <laughs> but people are actually treating LinkedIn like uh, like a Google. I mean, they're doing searches within LinkedIn, and they're doing, you know, um, human voice searches. I mean, they're looking either for a named uh, attorney or a law firm, or they're just going out with general concepts like estate planning attorney or intellectual property attorney. Mm -hmm. And they're within the search bar on LinkedIn. So that's yet another reason to really think about not just kind of posting your resume-like styled profile up on LinkedIn, but actually putting a little bit of time and thought into how you're positioning yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's, that really does speak to the strength of what it can do for you. I, yeah. did, I didn't realize that, you know, people are out there just doing their company profile and no, no website at all. I mean, that's... No, so I mean, there are really two main reasons. One is for what we call the, you know, the SEO juice, the, the search engine optimization um, right. points, but, but also to get your, whatever makes you unique. I mean, either what you offer or how you offer it and your, your law firm's backstory so that people can relate to that more easily, um, you know, and have that genuine story there and, and dig in to find what makes you unique or how you offer something, well, you know, what, what sets you apart. And, um, and I think that boils down to a, a question of time, practically speaking for attorneys. I mean, right. everyone's hustling, it's, it is competitive. And now there are so many reconfigurations in, in this time, you know, last few months. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where I jump in. I try and take some of that burden off of their shoulders and I, I you know, give them back a little bit more time and say, let's think about positioning you really well online. If, you're, if we're gonna focus on one thing, let's do it on LinkedIn. You know, yeah. where other attorneys are and your prospective clients are. Yeah. Well, so let's dig in. Let's let's get to, to <laughs> okay. the meat of this. So what we're doing today is we're going to look through a LinkedIn profile. And for those of you listening solely to the podcast, we are doing a video recording right now. So we're going to look through a LinkedIn profile, but we will also include some screenshots of that LinkedIn profile in the show notes for this episode. Um, and those can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash three nine. So for episode 39. So I'm going to go ahead and have you share your screen, Vivica. So let's just start from the top. Go down. Let's do it. Um, from the very, very top here, you know, we'll just talk a little bit about the visuals. And the banner, um, I'd say almost half the attorneys that I start working with or, or they're out there, um, they have the blue default banner you know, that LinkedIn offers. Mm -hmm. And this leads into a conversation about, this ties in with the headline right here, which is right immediately below your, your thumbnail. That headline is what travels with your thumbnail uh, all over the internet, LinkedIn, anywhere. Um, so it's really important to have a very clear headline that says what you do, um, who you work with, and the benefits of working with you. And that's kind of tricky because you, you have to try and fit that in somehow to 
120 characters. Mm-hmm. But um, so what happens if you don't do that though, is the same thing that happens with a banner. You get the default version. So sometimes you'll see the default blue background that LinkedIn just automatically puts in there if you haven't taken any steps. And then the, the headline or title here will pick up your most recent position uh, at a law firm or whatever service you offer. And it's very clear that it's the default because it'll, it'll match exactly that position in your most, when you go scroll further down, it'll match um, the most recent experience here. So um, the conversation I have often with attorneys about this is, you know, at the end of the day, and it's sort of as we've gotten into a conversation, do you, do you really want to be seen as the default attorney? It's a little bit of a pain point and it's kind of a, you know, it's a hard question. I know that, but, but really nobody wants to be seen as a default anything really. Right. I mean, and, and I say, listen, if you don't even have a banner and you haven't even have put any effort into describing what you do, who you work with and the benefits of working with you, that's essentially like trying to welcome somebody to your office for the very first time with broken furniture, peeling paint, torn carpeting. Welcome. Right. No. And now, especially in these times, your LinkedIn profile might be the very first touch point you have with somebody, a prospective client. So just like you wouldn't welcome them to a beat up old office, make sure that your profile shows that you take pride in what you do, that you have the integrity and that you're going to put time into not only projecting and making um, your message as clear as possible to your prospective clients as you would taking care of a nice looking, decent office. So this is essentially your virtual office here. Welcome them with integrity and, and some pride. If you don't have any of that there, I mean, there's a chance that that prospective client will look at it and say, they haven't even spent time telling me exactly what they do, who they are, or why I should reach out to them. How much time are they going to spend on my case or my needs or my goals? Mm-hmm. And they go to the next. Right. So that's one of the reasons, I mean, I think one of the most important reasons to really think about the visuals, yes, and the thumbnail. Again, this is something always keeping in mind that it's a professional uh, platform, and I, I don't see much wrong with the thumbnails. I mean, most attorneys will know, you know, you don't have a vacation picture there. You have a professional-looking, right. inviting, <laughs> smiling face, right? You mean I shouldn't put uh, a picture of myself in a bikini? On yeah, the- well, okay. no, I, I, don't th- I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you can try and see what happens. But Noted. Yeah. They get some like, interesting calls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, get some really interesting clients there. But um, the background banner here, um, sometimes I will see the next step up will be that an attorney puts the skyline. And I, I know there are going to be people listening to this saying, oh, God, I have that on my profile. <laughs> and I know putting a skyline of the city, the city where you work. Just be mindful of, I was, I have a a client in New York and I suggested that to her and she said, yeah, but, but then people may look at that and think I'm only covering the area of Manhattan where they have their office. And as a matter of fact, she offers services to uh, real estate transactions, pretty complex transactions. And there's so many different parties involved in these complex transactions all over the country. So she didn't want to limit herself to that. So the only thing I say about those skylines and cityscapes is, is be careful and thoughtful about, you know, your geographical parameters. You know, are you, are you working, are you very um, localized or do you work nationally or internationally? Because then you might want to have something um, slightly different. 
Mm -hmm. That's a good point. So the vision and the visuals do matter. I mean, that's the first yeah. thing people see at the very top. So it does make an impression. You know. So again, uh, so that's how that sort of ties with with the headline here. Um, 120 characters. Okay, um, and you said that it needs the some top components. I just want to cover those one more time before we move forward. The magic formula I call it is yeah. what you do, who you work with, and the benefits of working with you specifically. Um, okay. it, it is a lot, but it's it's totally possible. Um, I can give you I can give ideas, but that's that's really what I I, I mean I love doing and. It's funny because a lot of not only attorneys, but a lot of professionals get so caught up in their day-to-day -day work mm -hmm. in a very sort of a, a tight, hectic schedule. They sometimes when we have a conversation, we have to step back. And I ask them and we kind of go back a little bit. And I say, you know, before you even went to law school, what, what were you doing? And, and, when, and what drove you to go to law school? What was your passion? And when you came mm -hmm. out, what were some of the hurdles? What were some of the downfalls? And how did you get back on? And how did you get back or, or pivot? Tell me a little bit more about that story because that reveals some of the unique aspects of their personality. We might want to use a certain word to describe their services because it matches their personality somehow or their, their journey. Mm. Um, but that's really, I mean, that's my sweet spot. That's what I love doing is just drawing out the personality and, and the specifics that really sets them apart. Because if you can't do that and you land back on the default positioning, you are essentially, sadly, commoditizing what you do and who you are. And that goes back to at the end of the day, are you looking back saying, did I really stand, did I do what, what I uniquely have to offer? And nobody wants to be standing there looking back saying, you know, I was a default anything. Right. So, right. yeah, so. Okay. So what you do, who you work with, and the benefits of working with you, spe as specifically as you can put it in that, that, short, um, that short paragraph there. So to give an example, I'm just going to read for podcast listeners what Vivica has here. It's helping lawyers and firms step up and stand out online to generate qualified clients and quality referrals. So it's very succinct, very to the point. And, you know, like you said, you have the, the who, what, and benefit there. Yeah, and, I, and it's and another issue that sometimes, um, you know, I talk to attorneys about is there, there's a fear of niching down too much. And I'm a big proponent of niching down um, to at least, and there are certain practice areas that are related to each other, like estate planning and tax planning or real estate transactions and estate planning. I mean, there's some that just have natural um, partnerships, so to speak, but sometimes, um, lawyers will be a little bit fearful of niching down too much and they're afraid of losing out losing clients they could otherwise bring in and so they end up um being general practitioners to everybody it's like the, you know the, the toaster attorneys anything that pops up yeah. <laughs> yeah so so the problem with that though is um and i've always found absolutely the opposite um the more you niche down the more clearly and specifically you can speak to a certain audience. And when you do that, you're stepping into their mind and their specific pain points or their goals, their desires, aspirations. They feel like you're speaking to them directly. And the more you can do that, um, the easier it's gonna be to connect with people as soon as they see uh, a little bit more about you in your about section or, or in your title. 
So it's one of those things we have to get through, you know, the fear factor of losing out prospective clients, which has never been the case. And, and I have to admit, I was there. I mean, when I niched down to attorneys and law firms, I thought, oh, then, then I'm missing out on all these other professionals and, and other consultants that I could work with. And exactly the opposite happened. Um, because I became so clear on who I was speaking mm -hmm. to and I knew their issues and problems so, so well. You're speaking so my language, Vivica. Yeah. <laughs> Side of things, like you were saying, I, you know, and it's something that we run into and when we're working with our, our clients as far as, you know, figuring out, you know, what they're about, who are they servicing, what is their, you know, target, because like you said, they need to be clear on what they're going to say yes to and what they're going to say no to, otherwise they just end up in a mess. Um, so, you know, so yeah, I, I can definitely relate to um, working with people to overcome that fear, because uh, that is a big concern that we run into when we're advising our clients as well from a strategic perspective. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you try and be everything to everybody and speak to everybody and, and I did a whole podcast on this. You, you try to speak to everybody and you end up speaking to absolutely, absolutely nobody in a relevant way. So, oh yeah, yeah. That, it doesn't that's the bit about niching down. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, that's a great point. So let's dive yeah. into this about section. I know there's quite a few components that you can put in here. Yeah. So before I, I expand the, the see more here, that's the goal of this section, right? Is, is always get somebody to click on that see more, entice them somehow. So the first few sentences, and, and LinkedIn does go through some iterations, just I think it was about eight months ago or so, they changed how much of the, the top section of your, your, what used to be called a summary, now called the about section, um, how much you saw that, and they allowed more of that section to be seen. So you have three to four sentences to really entice somebody and say something relevant. You wanna grab their attention, not in a, you know, in a, in a fear-based way or sort of a, a cheeky way. I mean, you want to be really authentic about what you do, but at the same time, very, very quickly uh, address their pain point or, or you know, their, their goals. One thing is um, they treat it as a resume portal. So sometimes they'll even take uh, their bio from the website and copy and paste that right into their LinkedIn profile. Well, I think most people, that's how most people started using LinkedIn, right? Yeah. It was like this place for your resume to live. And that's basically it. You didn't interact with anybody. It was like, hopefully someone finds me someday. Like I was still in college when LinkedIn came out and I just yeah. basically threw my experience up there and that was it. That, you know, called it good. All done. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, and then, and then you had that, you know, that box checked mm -hmm. and that was the end of that. Yeah. And it just so sat there. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn has come a long way since then, but yep. you, you definitely don't want, and I still run into a lot of attorneys that say, well, if we're talking about sort of building business online and, and I ask them about their LinkedIn and, and they say, oh no, I, you know, I'm, I'm a partner or associate attorney here. I have a job. I don't really need to focus too much on LinkedIn. And, and right then and there, you know, there are so many attorneys that still see it, see this as a resume portal. Now, some attorneys, granted, they are, you know, some of the younger ones just at law school, they are treating it as a way to connect for possible jobs. And there's an, another way of, of treating LinkedIn for that. But if we're just talking about reaching out to clients, positioning yourself, building some authority and some expertise, um, then that's definitely not what you want to do. And um, other times I'll see bullets. I'll just see one big paragraph with a few bullets 
or not even bullets, just one big paragraph. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, um, even if you're not an attorney and you're looking at, now, even if you're not, attorneys are looking for prospective clients. They're not attorneys. They're not used to what these <laughs> attorneys have had to do is right. read long briefs, which are <laughs> huge paragraphs day in, day yeah. out, all night, weekend. So break it up. And nobody's going to read one long paragraph. Mm-hmm. They're just not. We, I mean, I get exhausted. I now get exhausted looking at right. <laughs> long, 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 long paragraphs. Yep. So break it up. I mean, always, always, always be thinking about what is the easiest, the best way for my prospective audience, clients, audience, to read this, to digest this information. And so I, I strongly suggest breaking it into sections and even use a headline. Make it really easy for them. Sometimes maybe they, they might only have a few seconds. Well, okay, what does she do quickly? Or, okay, um, services offered. You Maybe they want to jump to specific points. So, um, so that's why I break it up into portions like this. It's just easier to take in. Yep. And you have some formatting here too that is different, like making things bold and some emojis and arrows and things like that. Can you tell us a little bit about how you've done that? Because that makes it stand out very different too than just- Yeah, there, I mean, there, there, are, um, there are a number of programs and you can, literally you can just Google, um, one of them is called Fancy Font. Okay. I, I would just caution professionals to, not overdo it. <laughs> Usually they don't. I mean, attorneys tend to be a little bit more on the conservative side, but there, you do want to have visual breaks as well as the sections themselves. Um, you know, depending on the area of practice and depending on the flavor of the firm, some are younger firms and are kind of cool and hip and, you know, like, unlike uh, me, according to my 14 year old daughter, but um, <laughs> and, and some are just older and more conservative. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we, we don't use emojis and all this kind of stuff, you know, in, in that situation. But right. fancy font is, is one place where you can get. Okay. I'm a little bit more conservative. I mean, I don't have tons of, of visuals, but I do like to sort of italicize and bold so that it even more clearly. Again, it's always client driven, benefits driven. How do I make their life easier? I know attorneys are busy. Uh, I'm just going to try and make your life as easy as possible as far as. Um, digesting my information here mm-hmm. and um, and so you see the sections here what I do uh, what makes me unique sometimes that's uh, what others say or um, services I offer my program and other ways I offer services what others say ready to talk that's my call to action that's something that is often missing um, and you literally have to uh, tell somebody reading this profile, what do you want them to do next? Lead them, um, again, make life as easy as possible. Give them one, two, I usually say at least two ways for them to reach you, phone, email, or via LinkedIn directly. And the other thing that, that specifically in the about section, which is really important, um, and you guys are going to recognize this. And I know that attorneys listening to this are going to say, oh, that's me. <laughs> because I can see in their faces when I speak to attorneys, they, they feel a little bit guilty about this. <laughs> this about section is not all about you, Mr. Miss Attorney. It is about your clients. Okay. Yep. And this is a sensitive conversation to have. I have a few different ways of approaching it, depending on um, my sense of who, who, I'm, who, you know, who I'm talking to. But um, really, they oftentimes have all their accolades, all their 
uh, you know, awards and, and all the pre-court, you know, multi-million dollar pre-court settlements screaming there. And there, you know, and I tell them, we can use this, but what you're doing now is you're, you're putting the spotlight on yourself. And, you know, all your accolades here and all your expertise and your awards and your pre-court settlements, you know, and we can get you multi-millions too is the implication, right? We can use all of that, but flip it so that the spotlight is on your prospective clients. That goes back to knowing very specifically who your clients are and that that in turn is, is based on have you niched down? Do you have one or two audiences that we can speak to in a meaningful way? So I do strongly, and it, it's actually at a point now where I'm picky enough that I won't even work with an attorney who refuses to take away all the spotlight on themselves. Then I've got about 10 other marketing managers that, that I can put you in touch with, but we're not a good fit because yeah. I'm working on your behalf to reach and speak to your audience. If you would like to see more clients or you know, grow your client book, then we need to speak to them in their language to their specific pain points. Show them how those uh, accolades, those awards, show the reader, your pr prospective client, how that benefits them instead of just beating your chest and saying, I am so good. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. so great. <laughs> so it's, it, there's, a, there's a, a big flip that happens there. Mm -hmm. And most attorneys understand that, you know, some are, are sort of, you know, they're, they're kind of set in, in having it be all about them um, and, and good luck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> quite honestly. But, but that's kind of, that's a big deal. And, and if yeah. you go about, if we pulled up 10 attorney uh, profiles right now, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And, and when we talk about that, attorneys see it, they just haven't had time to think about it or to flip it and, and make it client facing and right. benefits driven and take away the spotlight from them. So Yeah, that's some great insight. And that's what it it means to have that experience in marketing and and have that experience and thinking about the psychology of the end user and what are they searching for and what are what's going through their mind as they're reading through these profiles. And you know, there's a lot of years that go into creating that formula and thinking about those things. So um, I, I think that's valuable insight to, to share with people too, as they're going through and revising. I've worked with some, I mean, very large international law firms. Um, and I, I always say if, if there are specific partners in those firms that I'm working with, um, we don't talk in third person. I we're going to be talking in first person. You are first and foremost, a human being. And we're going to draw out your personality. It does not mean that we're going to, um, being, I usually say that being professional and personal um, are, are not mutually exclusive. Okay. You, you need to show right. your personality. Your, your personality can shine through in a very professional way. Being, being personable will not in any way detract from the level of professionalism that, that you have to offer. So it's sometimes that can be kind of, kind of tricky, but um, so I do, when I have an interview call with, with an attorney client, we start off with sort of softball questions, as I call it, just kind of general demographics and getting to know their business more. And we start diving deeper and deeper. And, and I think there are a lot of um, marketing managers or content marketing managers that, that don't take it quite that deep. So I'm not a good fit for, for all attorneys and firms, but 
um, I do go pretty deep and I ask them to tell me more about their sort of their dreams, their aspirations, their passions, why they went to law school, some of the dips they had along the way and, and hurdles and how they overcame it. So I really want to get a flavor of who they are as a human being. And that is going to show through in everything that we put in their about section in a very professional manner. Sometimes they kind of worry, okay, well, I don't want to get too personal here. And I said, you know, it, it's funny because there's, it's, a, it's a very common block for attorneys to suspect that, that that personality or humanity is somehow going to detract from their professional. And uh, once they see it, they, they get how you can balance it. But everyone has a different personality and, it, and a different story. So it's right. really the only thing you're ever going to be able to outcompete everybody on. Nobody yep. else has their story. Yep. Right. Oh, totally agree. And it's very similar. Just as I, I listen to digging deeper and on these calls with people and tr trying to find their vision and things like that. It's just very in line with how we do calls with our clients. So um, I was just watching Katina nod her head as you were talking about those things. Like, <laughs> yes, <clear? laughs> same processes and things uh, as well when we're, you know, trying to get them to really nail down what their goals are and what their strategic plan should be and take the time out to do those kinds of things. Like you said, they kind of know or they kind of thought here and there about it but not really sat down all the time and really really thought through it really dug deep and and then uh, got that laid out so yeah totally relating to you and being in that position of asking those hard sometimes hard questions too yeah and it's, it's oftentimes it's the why well yes you want to save money or yes you want to grow your client book and yes yes th these are things that most attorneys will say yes to um but why you specifically tell me tell me why what what is it what is it you could do if you didn't have to spend that extra time or money or effort um you know creating the visibility or or the marketing efforts or whatever i mean let's assume that that's that that's been achieved you know what are you going to do you're going to have your weekend back you're going yeah. to be able to do the soccer games you're going to be able to uh, get that new car whatever or travel whatever it is you know i mean though that's really that's the real why it's yeah. not the numbers. It's not really the business growth. I mean, right. those are the superficial things that we, um, that, are, that are absolutely essential, but, yeah. but it's really the why behind that that yes. we need to kind of find out, I think. Absolutely. I agree with you. Yep. So once we made it through our about section, are there any other aspects or components of the LinkedIn profile that we need to worry about? Yeah, so LinkedIn recently also changed uh, this section. So this is what I refer to as a rich media section, and that's immediately below your about section there. They now call it featured as of, I think, last week or two weeks ago. And um, it used to be that you could have like two or three thumbnails, and now you can scroll, scroll through, and you, I think you have up to six at this point. And that's where you have an opportunity to if you have a publication or a white paper, or a presentation, a slide deck, this is another visual opportunity for you to present um, uh, a fuller picture of who you are and what you do and your expertise and sort of build some more authority. Um, if you have a podcast, for example, you might wanna put the thumbnail for that podcast there. Um, I have a blog slash podcast and another LinkedIn Live, so I try and kind of draw from that. Um, the videos, and I have a video as well, the videos are really, really important. And anybody in marketing um, who doesn't know that, they need to wake up. But I think every online portal now is, is specifically including LinkedIn, is really encouraging videos, short videos. Why? 
I, I think the why behind that is you're giving a, a three-dimensional touch point to who you are. I mean, people can read about it, they can read your publication, um, but then when you give a video, they see you moving, speaking your, you know, your, your language and, and how you express yourself. And I think that at that point, you start building what we refer to as a know, like, and trust. So that, that third dimension, I think, really builds a, a, and resonates more closely. And there are many attorneys that are not doing that. So I, I really encourage, out of those six thumbnails down below, I say, we are going to make a video. Then they get really scared and they say, oh my God, how much is that going to cost? That, and I say, no, 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 it does, not, it, it does not. And it should not be a full production, professional production style. Mm-hmm. What, what people are liking a lot and, and for a very good reason is that is sort of a homespun version. I say get a tripod at the very least. You're not you know, shaking the camera, but, but use your phone and put on a tripod and just give a little insight to uh, why you do what you do or give them a little, people love the, the sneak peeks that are behind the scenes. You know, what is this firm about? Here's, here are some of the people who work at the firm or some interactions or engagement, you know, sort of active uh, videos. People love that. And that, again, that's another way of bringing people a little bit closer and more comfortable to what you do and who you are. And I think that that is, for most attorneys, a hugely untapped uh, area within the LinkedIn profile, but anywhere online. Mm. So I, I do really encourage that. And, and, uh, and once they understand it's not going to be a big, expensive production, you know, they can do it themselves. I give them some guidance. I have some handouts on on what they can, different topics they can talk about, which is more or less comfortable, and, and to put that there. So people get that, that extra dimension, which is gonna set them apart from most attorneys. So that's a big one that we work Perfect. on. Perfect. Yeah. And all of these things, I mean, this isn't something that's taking months to revise on your LinkedIn profile, you know? No, not, not at all. That... I mean, and it's, it's funny, I'm working with a client right now, and. A uh, fairly large firm uh, based out of New York, and he's very used to doing presentations to, you know, CLE for credits or internationally uh, in front of hundreds, thousands of people. But it was funny because when I said we're going to do a video, and um, and he's very personable. I mean, I really enjoy working with this attorney, but he got what we call DTC, direct to camera, on his phone. Okay. And, um, and it takes a while to get used to it. It's very different. Even if you're completely comfortable speaking to thousands of people at huge conferences, it's a very different thing. So it takes a little practice to get used to speaking to the camera. Mm -hmm. I did my LinkedIn live and I I look back sometimes on the first few that I did and, and I sounded so script, you know, scripted and robotic. It's like, it's painful. (laughs) But I think everybody says that, right? Like you listen to any podcast or anyone who has a YouTube channel and the first few are just going to be rough because that's just how it is, Yeah, you know, and you have to get them, you just have to get them over with. You just have, you just got to do it (laughs) and then it's done. Going, get out of your own way and keep, keep moving forward. It's not going to be perfect. So for a lot of the attorneys and and for myself to some extent, you know, we're sort of these, um, you know, type A's and, and, you know, perfectionists. And I, I, we all have to move away from that and kind of just move forward. And, uh, yeah. That's where growth comes. But, um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, just like you were talking about earlier, just like being a person and being authentic and, you know, that's, uh, 
yes, challenging for um, people and, and uh, upcoming in a, you know, a profession of being a CPA kind of parallels a little bit being an attorney and what, what's expected and those kinds of things. And I think sometimes that is a little, you're putting yourself out there too. So that can be Absolutely. scary as well, but, but it's a, a great thing when you can do that and, and work in that and just live in that. And it's a great thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. People, I mean, people are, are sometimes afraid of just kind of letting their guard down, but I'll tell you with a, with a live show, you're, you know, you're live. <laughs> Anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> it does. And so I, I, you know, I always say at the beginning, if you see me looking off to the side, I'm, I'm trying to see who's chiming in. It's just, it's a, it's a very different flavor than, than a recorded podcast or, or webinar. And, uh, you know, at one point I, I had to bring my, my dog with this little King Charles dog, cute as can be, but you know, anything will, will just get him going. And, and there was something outside the office and he started barking and I, I just threw my hands up. I said, sorry, I had to bring the office mascot in today. And, and that's what you're hearing in the background. I'll try and overpower it. You know, they heard me yelling at him going, come in, come in, you know, be quiet. <laughs> anyway, but that's, I mean, that's live. That's, that's life. Yeah. And I think, and I got some really high ratings on that one. <laughs> I swear. Very, it's very because that well, happened. Right? You know, that's life. That's, that's, we're humans. Yeah. And dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what happens when you, what it's, what's the role of, it's the rule of TV. You never know what's going to happen with animals and kids. And yeah. we, got, we got both of them, of, of them at this house. So you just never know. <laughs> yeah. You just got to roll with it and, and say, you know, that's and not get uncomfortable with it and just say that's, that's, yep. you know, live. Just own it. Yeah. So that's, right. I mean, that's really most of, most of it, um, you know, experience you, you fill in according to you went to school education. There's not much that I focus on there because a lot of it, I think, has to do with the top part here. It has to do with sort of the, the visuals from the very top banner, thumbnail, your headline, you know, what you do, who you work with, the benefits. And then the about section is really where, where at least I tend to spend most of my time uh, for attorneys is getting that positioning there. And that is, this all adds up to being sort of the foundation for everything you do from here. Because the first thing, if somebody's doing a search on LinkedIn or Google and you pop up high because we have the relevant key terms and we're pretty specific, you're gonna pop up pretty high on a Google search. And the first thing they're gonna do when they find that LinkedIn, that link on, uh, on Google is what? They're gonna to go to the profile, of course. So there has to be resonance between um, you know, what you do and, and who you are and how you offer your services um in the profile they, you know they can't be just i offer family law or estate planning and, and then there's just a big list of you know where they went to school and, and the awards they got right there's there's no resonance there it doesn't tell me anything so there has to I mean that that is the main piece is a foundation they're going to determine from there if they're going to reach out to you so that's that's the biggest now that's not that's not to say that once you have a, a great looking foundation this profile that business is just automatically going to like flock to you you do right. have to engage and that's okay. sort of the second part of of you know um going out there and inviting uh people to connect with you but mm -hmm. when when you do an invite and again we're not doing the default invite from linkedin you're specifically picking out people that you think would benefit from what you have to offer and that, that maybe you could benefit from if you're building a referral network or you're reaching out to prospective clients, there has to be a resonance there. So one, you're not going to be sending out a default message. And as soon as I get that from anybody, I get several every day. I just, 
I, I don't even answer. I, I just, I, you know, I ignore because you've got to show me that you've spent, spent two, three seconds in my profile. Tell me why we should connect or is there somebody we have in common? Just give me something. It doesn't have to be much, <laughs> but, you know, but, but a little something. I mean, show me that you care. Yep. So. Yeah. Again, putting forth that effort, it's, it just shows that there's some thoughtfulness behind the action beyond right. just hitting a button. No, right. Lawyers are often, they say, okay, now I have this great profile. It speaks to what I do in a very unique way. Now, now what do I do? Okay. Right. Well, one of the, one of the, probably the easiest things, if you're really constrained on time-wise, and, and you can actually manage some really good relevant uh, engagement if you have half an hour to an hour a week, it, it, you really can get it down to that. Um, if you know what you're doing, you have certain structures in place. But one of the easiest things to do right off the bat is to go into the groups in LinkedIn once you have your, your profile set up. Um, go into, and don't go crazy on this. Sometimes attorneys are like, groups, great. And they go and they join like 20 groups. And, and I ask them, you know, okay, well, so now you join 20 groups. How relevant is that? Are you going to be able to go into each group and, and contribute to the, the threads right. that are going there? Uh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Yeah. They have to keep lawyering. So yeah. I, I say, you know, limit yourself to two, three, go in, vet, that, and up front that takes a little bit of time, but go in and vet the engagements of threads that are going on. Is it the level where, where you want to be? Is it uh, relevant to what you do? And think about, are you positioning yourself in those groups to a prospective client audience or referral network, i.e. maybe other attorneys or law firms that are sort of tangential or directly related to what you do. So you can build relationships, referral relationships. So um, I usually say two, five maximum, but you know, two to three groups, because that's what you realistically have time to jump in once a week and contribute something or add something that, that you know, somebody has a question, add that in. So instead of positioning yourself there and, and saying, hey, I'm, I'm an expert at this, contribute to the existing conversation, add value to it, that speaks for itself. That is your quote unquote marketing. That is your business development. You've just contributed right. something that adds value to a conversation or, or added an update in your, in your specific trade or niche. Yeah. So that's the easiest way. I'd say there are a lot of different strategies depending on this, you know, one, the budget, the, the, um, the size of the law firm, the flavor of the law firm, is it you know, kind of a younger firm or is it a more, much more conservative firm? So, it, it, so the strategy that I would implement for a client after we work on their, on their profile uh, varies quite a bit depending on, on the particular practice. Well, thank you again so much for joining us today. I think yeah, all of my the pleasure. insights, I mean, it was so much fun picking your brain about LinkedIn. And like we said, we're going to put the video and the screenshots on that URL that I mentioned earlier, pjscpas.com forward slash three nine. And if you're interested in speaking with Vivica and, you know, maybe working with her in updating your LinkedIn profile, she does all, all that, you know, I know you mentioned a LinkedIn profile makeover and then you have a couple other services. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have to offer? Yeah, I have. Um, so the starting point is almost always uh, just working on that foundation, which is a LinkedIn profile. Um, and then I have the, the lawyer client acquisition program, and that is more of a B2B. So if the attorney is, um, like I said, it's they're catering to other businesses or key people, stakeholders, executives in other businesses, um, then I, I implement the lawyer client acquisition or the LCAP. 
program. Okay. Um, but again, the referral networks, that's also one I haven't specifically given that a name, but it is a program that's been very, very successful as well. So those are kind of the two of the main routes. And the specifics are, I am a very uh, hands-on, high-touch um, type of business. That's my business model because I haven't been able to find too many other people that have a legal background and the marketing aspects. That combination is, is unique. It's a benefit, but it's, it also... Um, it allows me to stay in a relatively um, niched in and, and very high touch. It's kind of what I enjoy. I mean, it's what I enjoy with people generally is getting to know people a little bit more in depth and beyond just the, the superficial, you know, surface right. relationships. So that's, it mirrors, you know, I kind of walk the talk I mean, it mirrors who I am as a, as a person and uh, that's how I do my business as well. So. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, and I know we mentioned your web, your business, your podcast, and your LinkedIn Live. Where else, where can people find you if they want to work with you? Well, they can they can always reach out to me here on LinkedIn. Okay. <laughs> Vivica has, <laughs> but they can also reach me by email, uh, Vivica B I V E C A at hesconnect.com. And I'd say that if um, I'm, I am putting together pieces of a, a work an online workshop right now for many attorneys that have been asking about how to sort of reconfigure their business. If this um, COVID situation, it, it will be going on for a few more months, I suspect. But also they want to know how do they maintain? How do they continue reaching out to, to grow business uh, online? And so I'm just now putting the last touches on, a, on an online workshop. So if anyone's interested in that, um, please do reach out to me. If you do reach out to me by email in the subject heading, because I get so many messages, put something about PJS and co, something so I know where you're coming from and I'll know to prioritize that too and get back to you if there's an interest in that. Fantastic. Well, thank you, thank you so much. Everybody, you know, you need to take a look at your LinkedIn profile now. I, I mean, if what you heard today didn't spur you to see the importance of it. I don't know what will, um, but thank you so much for imparting your expertise on us and sharing all of that information and feel free to reach out to Vivica. Um, like she said, she's got a lot of resources for you to take advantage of and there right now on the screen, you will see her and we will also link to her uh, contact information within the show notes as well. So thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you next time. Keep up that momentum and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.